We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another exciting edition of On the Road with the MTA, the Law and Order edition. Yes, it is. Now, Jay, you shared with me that you have some experience with the Law and Order. Tell me about that. Yes, I actually spent a few years down in Florida, actually several years, uh, 10 years with the uh, Lake County Sheriff's Office down in Florida, working in the IT department, and then also on the the Lake County uh, uh, Clerk's Office down there for a couple years, too. So you're both law and, and order. order. I'm on the both sides of the law and order kind of thing, yes. There, there, there you go. How did, there, okay. Okay, that made me complete. So what did you do then at the IT? Like, what was your, tell me like a I did everything. Day. Everything from uh, network administration to uh, web development to network technician, all kinds of stuff. Oh my gosh, it must have been interesting. Never oh, dull moment, right? Oh, never dull moment. I yeah. bet. Well, I just had the most respect for any kind of police officers, uh, firefighters, anybody who's out there protecting us. And I'm so proud to say we have two different guests today. We have um, a Lieutenant Jillian Macy. Now, she's been with the Office of the uh, Genesee County Sheriff's Department for 14 years. And she was assigned to Elder Abuse Task, which is so important for that force, in 2018. And she works directly with the elder abuse detectives, patrol officers, and respond on the scene crisis whenever needed. And we also have Joseph Rowley. He recently just actually retired from the Michigan State Police as a detective sergeant. Over 23 years of investigative experience from northern Michigan, like Gaylord, to southern Michigan and Detroit. And he's now with the Senior Care of Michigan where they focus on safeguarding retirements through product knowledge and education. And I must say, they're out and about. They're still helping. I had a chance to meet Jillian today because we were both at the Senior Center in Grand Blank because they had a spring health fair where you can get all the information right there. So, Jillian, that had to be very uh, rewarding for you to meet the seniors firsthand and help them with this important information, wasn't it? Absolutely, Stephanie. It's so so nice to get back out in the community. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and we're excited to get back out and see uh, individuals in a positive environment. Most of the time, when we're going out, we're doing a welfare check, or we're we're going out and speaking with victims of crime and and you know older adults that have been taken advantage of or exploited in some way. And so, it's not always a positive situation that we we're talking about when we go out and speak in the community. But today was certainly a, a positive interaction. Action and it's good to get the word out and hopefully, you know, communicate some some issues before anybody gets taken advantage of. And um, it, it was just a nice, nice opportunity to, to be out with the, the folks in Genesee County. It really was. And what I was there as well. And it's kind of rewarding to see people like a little light come on. Like, oh, I didn't realize you had this service for me. My mom, who's 93, showed up as well. And it's just nice to be able to give them this information. Even if they don't need it now, they know what to look for in the future. So you're saving them from maybe a very debilitating financial crisis. So, so helpful that you've been out there. So thank you for being there and giving us all this information. Absolutely. And Joseph, now you weren't there today at the um, health fair, were you? I was not. Okay. I was up in northern Michigan watching the uh, raindrops fall. Uh, Ah, yes. But you were also taking another class because you're always educating yourself on senior care, which is so important. And that was an all-day event for you, I know, because you couldn't meet us until late in the afternoon. So was that, did that take most of your day for you? Yeah, it's taken up most of the week. Um, Fortunately, (laughs) it's over tomorrow, uh, so spring break can get in. So, Joe, I know you must have seen a lot in your time. So what is something that you can share with us that is maybe a case that you had seen or what we can do to help our seniors what to look for is there something you can share with us for that yeah we we've been seeing a lot of uh a big uptick in frauds when it comes to seniors and a lot of it i think is um due to some confusion and people they 
the things they don't understand, such as technology with their computers, things like that, um, they'll get a phone call about it. And, of course, if they think there's a problem, they, they certainly want someone to help them fix it. And these people who are defrauding them are very, very good at mm-hmm. what they're doing and convince the people to, you know, share share credit card information, share mm-hmm. personal information. Um, they even trick them into going to get gift cards to use as forms of payment. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's becoming a becoming a, a problem. We're seeing a lot more, more. So I know you've seen a lot of cases up close and personal. What's one that you can actually share with us that was the most disturbing to you that we can share with others? I, I think one of the most disturbing ones that I saw was the, the a female that, had met someone online playing an online game, um, and the the person was very convincing of uh, how well they were doing uh, financially due to some recent investments, um, and actually mm-hmm. convinced this this lady to end up investing in excess of ninety thousand oh, dollars. Oh wow. my gosh! Well, when it turns out there was um, the, the everything was fraudulent. Um, everything. All calls were generated from overseas, all communications from overseas, and at $90,000, it unfortunately really doesn't meet a threshold for the federal government to get involved, uh, like the FBI and stuff, and, you know, state jurisdictions, county jurisdictions, we don't have the authority to go um, to neighboring countries to investigate crimes, so... Unfortunately, it's a it's a case where someone's out ninety thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! There's just absolutely no no chance of recovery in that one. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh my goodness, her family must be devastated. Yep. That's terrible. How old was she? Was she well into her eighties or nineties? Was that her savings? Uh, well, I, I I don't want to give away too much of it, but she was she was um she was above fifty years old. She okay. would she would be in the uh, the category of people we're targeting with this. Mm-hmm. This um, elder elder abuse and this elder fraud oh. workshop, informational workshop we're putting together. So she's worked almost all of her life to save that money to be able to relax in her mm-hmm. older years, and then that's happened. So she can't retire probably. That's terrible. So so that- correct. In the in the, the the their mindset when they're giving this money away is that they're doing it for good reasons to right. put themselves in a better position, either to to better their financial position or to better. Um, better themselves if it's a technology problem on their computer um whatever the 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 scam if you will being used against them they they are acting in a way that they feel is right well i think they're doing what's best for them i agree in all reality it's not and they're so good these scammers are so good at convincing people and usually the elderly like my mom who's 93 is so trustworthy you know she's like well i want to help people or i want to you know better my life for you and so they're trying to do the right thing but mm-hmm. they don't realize how much of a trap that can be so what's the best advice to give elderly or anybody in this case the one thing i heard is do not answer the phone if you don't recognize the number ever because they'll call back or leave a message if it's important that that's a great tip the other thing is is um if it sounds too good to be true, it, it probably is. If it's a if it's a scam that they're promising you lots of money, if it's too good to be true, or it sounds that way. It, there's a good chance it is. Mm-hmm. The the other thing is is they're pretty um, good at trying to keep you on the phone. Uh, tell them you've got to let them go. Make it sound like it's an emergency. Um, get a, ask them for a phone number that you can call them back at. Perfect. If it's a legitimate thing they'll willingly provide that number. And if they do provide a number, go ahead and try to call it back. 
nine times out of ten, well, of course, all statistics are made up on the spot usually, but <laughs> most of the time, that number is going to come back as an invalid number. You will not be able to make contact at that number. And or, those are good indicators that, that you're you're probably being targeted for some kind of a scheme. Or if they have anybody that can help them, like maybe a, you know, child, grandkids are usually the best because they're so up on this technology. But investigate it before you call it even. If you had somebody that could look it up on the Internet or do something to come over to the house and listen with you. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal resources. Um, lieutenant's team, they're, um, you know, they have, they see so much of this and they document so much of this. That would be a great place to call, you know, call, call up to the sheriff's department and ask them, you know, ask for the lieutenant, someone on her team, and see if this is a legitimate thing. If it's not, they've likely heard of it and they would be an excellent resource there for them. And I know we're lucky to have Chris Swanson, who is our sheriff. He's really caring. He's out there with the ghost program. I just saw them today at a uh, chamber event. And so, Jillian, that takes us back to you because he said you are the lieutenant. So people can call you if they have maybe some questions or concerns about themselves or maybe their loved ones. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a hotline here at the sheriff's office. So any individuals that have con- concerns regarding themselves being scammed, a neighbor being scammed, a family member being scammed or taken advantage of or, you know, potentially abused, absolutely reach out to our hotline. The number is 810-257-3422. It's a 24-7 hotline. It's answered by our dispatch here at the sheriff's office. You're going to get a person on the phone when you call that number. And um, if that deputy can't answer your question immediately, then they'll get you in touch with somebody that can or get you connected to myself or somebody on my team that can help answer that question or get some guidance out to you as quick as possible. Uh, We always like to recommend, you know, I know there's lots of the romance scams out there, um, Mm -hmm. you know, different ways that people are getting connected to older adults, whether it's social media or the internet or, or online websites and things like that. You know, if you get a phone call and someone says, hey, we're consumers power, consumers energy, and we're going to shut off your power if you don't send us a, you know, some money right now. Well, hang up that phone and then get on the phone and call consumers directly. Don't necessarily call the number that they give you, but get your consumer's bill out and call that consumer's number on there and say, hey, I got this phone call. They said they're going to cut off my power. Can you tell me what's going on? Um, you know, my mom got a phone call like that just not too many months ago. Uh, she she lost her husband and, you know, he had handled all the bills prior to his, his you know, passing away. And so mom was, you know, in a stressful situation. She just lost her husband. Aww. She's trying to figure everything out. And she gets a phone call from the scammer claiming to be consumer's power and telling her that she's uh-huh. going to have her power shut off if she doesn't pay so much money. So she, you know, automatically is in a panic situations, you know, thinking that, uh, what do I do now? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. So she, you know, Luckily, she was able to call me and I walked her through it and she called consumers directly and there wasn't any issues with her power. But we see those types of situations a lot. So certainly go direct to the source if, if, if you need to, if you have any concerns about stuff like that. But absolutely, the sheriff's office is here to help guide folks through those situations as well. And we can answer any questions. Uh, sometimes we get phone calls for, you know, people that are looking for 
you know, builders or people that do jobs for them and, and things like that. And they want to verify licensing and make sure legitimate, legitimate companies that are doing good work and we can help them verify that stuff as well. So we want to protect our consumers and our older adults in whichever way possible. That is extremely helpful. I mean, I even had to get some work done and this man said, don't don't hire anybody that does not show you their license. I said, well, that's a good idea. Can I see your license? Why don't I have it with me? <laughs> I thought, okay, <laughs> maybe I should move on. <laughs> yeah, so that number yeah. is so helpful. It's 810-257-3422 instead of calling 911. That's just for emergencies. But this is a 24-7. That has to be expensive too, having somebody on the line 24-7, but so helpful. Well, that's what we're here. Uh, like I said, it's Lancer Buyer's Sheriff's Office Dispatch. And they're they're here in the office anyway. So if you got questions or concerns, you know it's not an emergency service, just like you said, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got an emergency, you need to call nine one one. That's going to get you help as quick as possible. But if you got questions or concerns, absolutely give that number a call, and we'll get you connected to the right people. And you know, if I need to come out and visit you in your house <laughs> and talk to you about your situation, I'll absolutely come out and do that too. So whatever it takes. I am so glad we called you because I had no idea this actually took place like that. Did you know that, Jay? Did what? That there's a service you can call even say, I have a contractor here. Is he actually a licensed person? Did you know about that phone number, 257-3422? I believe it's the non-emergency number, yes. I did not know that. So now I've learned something new. Thank you, Jillian. And it's not just for elderly. We're talking about the elder abuse, but it could be somebody who's maybe in their 30s and they're trying to get something done around their house and they want to check on this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We can we can double check licensing and make sure we we don't want anybody getting scammed. So, and it's not just the elderly that are scammed. I mean, it happens all the time. I saw a movie on Netflix, which is free. It is um, the Netflix isn't free, but the movie itself you can yeah. watch for free if you're a prescriber. It said the Tinder swindler, and this man looked handsome, and he would tell the girls, "Oh, he has all this money." He would actually pick up in a Learjet, and he would take him to this nice restaurant. Within three weeks, he's saying, "Oh." You know, that somebody's kidnapped me. They have my credit card. I'm trying to get home to you. Can you give me a, a ticket? For, either I'm, I'm away, I need a ticket for an airplane, or I've been kidnapped, or I lost my credit card. Whatever his situation was, he told them. They believed him. They thought, oh, my gosh, he has to have money because he has this. They would give them him $40,000, whatever he was asking for. He's using one person's money to pay for the jet to get somebody oh, yeah. else's money. And it's it was crazy. a true story, and he's yeah. still doing it. And he was found out, and he's still doing it. So that's these young girls. And that, that's not just somebody who might be too trusting as an older person. So you must be seeing cases like that too, don't you, Jillian? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest you know, falsehoods when it comes to these scammers is that they are only targeting vulnerable adults or they're only targeting people that, you know, have lost their, you know, are suffering from dementia or have lost their minds or, you know, aren't able to think properly. And that's why they're getting taken advantage of. But in most cases, most scenarios, these, these victims that are being completely exploited in whatever fashion they're being taken advantage of, they, they're absolutely of sound mind. They're making, you know, good, solid decisions in every other aspect of their life. They're managing their own, you know, their own care. They make sure they go to the doctors. They're still capable of driving. They're still, you know, getting up and getting dressed in the morning and making their own meals and stuff like that. They're, they're not as incapable as what we would like to imagine them. And that's why they have fallen for these scams. They're, they're, um, the reason they're falling for the scams is because they've been, you know, taken advantage of, or they've been fed, uh, 
a scenario that they they fall into believing and you know we, we've seen a huge uptick with the romance scams in the last couple of years especially due to the pandemic because the isolation factor that our senior or older adults are suffering as well as some younger adults as well so you know we've all had to adjust our lifestyles and the the social aspects just not there like it used to be and so we're seeking that connection with people you know on the internet or on social media or, or other outlets and unfortunately people are taking complete advantage of, of those opportunities and and utilizing it to prey on folks Having said that, I'll ask both of you this question, because are there certain targets they're looking for, for example, a widower or maybe somebody who's just gone through divorce? Because that's all public knowledge and they can find that and then call those people and try to target them. Have you found that to be happening? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not sure about you, Joe, but I know we've had some folks like the scammers will go through obituaries right? and they'll try to contact individuals who have just lost a loved one intentionally knowing that they're suffering and going through a traumatic crisis in their, their situation. So they're, they're especially vulnerable. Well, this is sounds- yeah, we, we've seen it where they, where they also do research on the family. Another, another big scam is calling um, somebody in the middle of the night and, soliciting money because their grandson or granddaughter has been arrested in a in a town that they believe that their grandson or granddaughter might be in because they do research online Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. utilize different social network social media networks and 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 they know this person the likelihood of the family history um and they take a shot in the dark if they're wrong no big deal they hang up and go on to the next potential victim but if someone calls you in the middle of the night and you're coming out of a sleep and you think your grandson or granddaughter um, might be in jail, you, you are caught off guard and you immediately go into, like you said, that protection mode, that helping mode, not because you're, um, Jillian made some great points there. These people aren't being targeted because of, of illnesses they're targeted because of a category that they fit for these these predators if you will but that that's something that you want to help your grandson or granddaughter in most cases and and it's yeah they're very good at doing their research they're very convincing and unfortunately we have just a ton of people that are um falling victim to it well i had a friend who um that happened to her father and his wife wife had passed, and he did get a phone call, like you said. It was a, early morning or late. It was while he was sleeping, and they said that his grandson was in jail, and they needed to have bail. And he's like, well, which one was it? And they said, Stephen. And he said, oh, you know what? You almost had me. Had you said Bob, I would have thought, yep, he would, but nope, Stephen has more money than I have. There's nothing he would do for ever go to jail, so too bad he hung up. But, yeah, I can understand that would be – I have to say that must be the most horrific crime to go against somebody who just lost a loved one and try to take them for money is how bad is the sentence for somebody that gets caught doing this and you probably don't catch them that often but when you can catch them is that a severe um sentence or not the, the punishment is never as severe as it should be we be flat honest uh like joe had mentioned earlier you know, most of these scammers are foreign scammers and so there our jurisdiction limits are you know, very small when it comes to the worldwide issues. And so, uh, you know, actually having consequences and and punishments uh, when it comes to these cases is just never enough. And there's 
which is why it's a billion dollar business, unfortunately, you know, this, this scamming strategies and individuals. I mean, it is a billion dollar business taking advantage of, of Americans in general. And so it, it's, just, it's just unfortunate that the consequences are not, not steep enough. Have either of you seen a movie called I Care A Lot? It is such a disturbing movie. It was hard to watch. It was about mm-hmm. how they can come in and take over your whole life and your house and put you into a, a home where you can't even contact your loved ones. And it was just devastating. And it's a true story. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that you bring up an interesting point that, you know, some of these scams aren't even anymore calling people. You know, there's, we, we have been made aware of people's houses being, uh, not stolen in the aspect of obviously picked up and moved away, but you know the the, the scammer will create fraudulent documents and get get a a deed um, created for the house showing that they're owner. Well, then they can go get a loan against the equity in that home, oh. and a person doesn't even know the home they're living in is no longer theirs, and they are certainly unaware that there's now a new huge debt attached to that, that home equity loan that was taken out against that house because the person had a deed. Well, you know, it's unfortunate, but they they typically don't find out about this stuff until it's way too late. And ultimately they're going to be responsible for paying that money back. How can they protect themselves from that happening? Is there anything they can do as an individual to keep that from happening? There there are some companies out there um, that specialize in, in, um, uh, like uh, title lock uh, for your home. There's some great things there. In fact, um, you bring that up. We're, we're actually we're partnered up with the with the Genesee County Sheriff's Office, and we are getting ready to to, to launch a series of, of workshops. Um, and they're actually called an elder fraud educational workshop. The only word in that title I don't care for is the word elder because this is information that a lot of people need to be aware of. Um, elder, I guess, gives the perception that we're talking about older people. Mm-hmm. But my gosh, it can happen to, to younger people that own a home. Uh, these scams are, everybody is being targeted if they have something of value. So how do you keep somebody from putting a loan out in your home? I mean, can you, uh, I, I have life lock. I don't know if that would protect me or not. But I mean, is there a way, anything we can tell people to do to keep that from happening to them? Yep, LifeLock is, is one of those companies that quite often would would uh, notify you of that. Um, there there are companies out there that actually hold the uh, title lock, so they they're watching for that title all the time. Uh, through Senior Care, we use we use um, things like a, a, a trust is quite often another firewall, if you will, for protecting your home um, from things like this. It's just another step that a that a scammer would have to to get a round in order to to successfully obtain a deed for your residence. What if you had a ladybird? Would that be anything? A ladybird is something that if you're going to pass away, the house is yours 100% until you pass away. And the ladybird, let's say I put it in Jay's name. As soon as I passed away, he just gets the title. So that is yeah, something that, that's easy to do. Is, that, 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 probably, that probably wouldn't protect you from having someone coming in and taking that. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, Jay would learn about it when uh, yep. wanna, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when he, I don't want to use words that are going to set someone's destiny in a different direction here, but I mean, 
when Jay was getting ready to obtain that house, he might le- learn that, oh my gosh, well, thanks for leaving me this house that I owe now $200,000 on because someone else has intercepted that and obtained, obtained a second mortgage or a loan against that home. Well, that is scary to hear. I didn't think that could happen. I didn't realize that was a situation because you, you, know, you have no way of monitoring that unless... Correct. I think... I think one way you could maybe monitor that, Stephanie, is um, just being extra vigilant, checking your credit reports and things like that. Um, you know, just just you know, keep track of you know your bank accounts, all the records. You know, I know everything's digital now. We're all getting the you know our bank account information emailed to us, or we have our apps and stuff like that. And so there isn't that paper trail necessarily that there there once was. But just being extra vigilant when it comes to checking your credit every you know quarter or at least once a year or something, and make sure you don't have any open accounts or or things that look suspicious and inactivity that that's out there and and just trying to to protect yourself that way make sure that there's nothing suspicious going on and and being extra vigilant unfortunately this day and age we have to be cautious and we have to protect ourselves and we can't trust as much as we'd like to as much as we once used to be able to and so now you you just have to be your own best advocate and and make sure you're protecting yourself is it better, more beneficial to have your house paid off or have a loan on your house, like a mortgage? I, I think that kind of depends on uh, an individual. Um, obviously, if you still had a loan on the house and there was going to be another loan taken against it, the current uh, lien holder would be notified of that. Okay. Um, so that would likely trigger some communication with you. Uh, but, you know, if you're looking at you know, you're getting later in life, who really wants to make a house payment longer than they have to. So I think Mm -hmm. if you do have a mortgage on your home, you, you would at least be notified that this stuff was happening. Um, but that, that's not always a guarantee. Um, and it could already happen or have happened before you get that notification. So what Um, do they find out though? Like, let's just say somebody did that to Jay's house and his house is paid off. They did to him. How, how would he find out they did that to him? He typically wouldn't know that until he went in to borrow some money against his home. Okay. Um, until he went to sell his home. When they did the title search, you know, we all, when we buy and sell homes, we have a title company um, that helps out with the closing of that sale. And when the title company does a search on that home, they're going to find out that, oh my goodness, this, this home is not deeded. Uh, uh, Jay, you don't own this home anymore. It's actually deeded to so-and-so um, who likely is not even a real person. Can he do a title search at any time, even if he's not selling the house? Um, I, I believe he could go into a title company and, and do that. It would do, they don't work for free, though, so there would be a cost sure. incurred with that. But, uh, um, yeah, there's, you know, there's, like, like Gillian said, there's just a lot of things that uh, people can take preventative measures and in, in checking, um, checking their credit score off and, you know, checking their, their bank accounts, um, seeing if there's new accounts open in their name. It's it's an easy thing to do that is often overlooked. Sure. Well, I know my mom, who's 93, tells me almost every day, Stephanie, I don't know what I do without you. How do people do it that don't have kids to help them or loved ones to help them? So I guess the best advice I can give people is if you have a next-door neighbor, maybe they don't have any family, check on them. You know, call them, check on them, make sure they're okay, and check on your own parents every day. I talk to my mom probably three times a day, but 
She'll tell me if she got a phone call. She's very, very wise. She, she's the one that told me, don't ever answer your phone because if you pick it up, they're going to sell that number to somebody else because they know you're home. So she's been very you know, smart. We always, mm-hmm. Yeah, we always, you know, at, at senior care, that's one of the things we do um, outside of protecting retirements and things like that. We, we get in depth with estate planning and you can never start that too early. You know, um, getting mm-hmm. some your affairs in order early, getting people positioned around you that will be there um, when you get older or heaven forbid an emergency happens. You know, it is never too early to start planning for the longevity of your estate. No. Well, Joe, how can they do that with you? How can they get some of the senior care? I mean, is there a phone number? Is there a cost to it? How do they get in touch with you? Yep. No, um, no, uh, senior care, we we give uh, uh, free consultations. We also, we, we do um, over a hundred of these educational workshops all over the state every year. Really? Um, yep. And we actually have one coming up um, in April that we are sponsoring with the sheriff's department. Um, Jillian and her team are going to be there with us and it, it's the elder fraud educational workshop. But yeah, if someone needs help with their estate, um, legal documents, stuff like that, we have attorneys in the office. We have CPAs in the office from retirement planning to estate planning. We house everybody under one umbrella there. And it's always 100% free to come in and talk to us and get an evaluation. Um, there's certain things that cost. Obviously, if there's uh, legal documents that have to be drafted, well, we have bills to pay too. The attorney sure. To oh, pay. sure. But, but to come in and talk to us, absolutely free. Um, and that is, our, that is our primary focus is to educate people and make sure they're aware of what protections are out there for them. And what phone number do they call to reach you about the senior care? Yeah, they can call the office at any time. That number is is 1-810-658-6722. Again, 810-658-6722. Our office is located right in Davison. um, That's 7384 Davison Road. That's called Senior Care in Michigan, and, and uh, we're always around and happy to help people out. Now, you say senior care. So is it 60 and over, or what's the age to be a senior? Did this Get this help. Um, well, well, senior care um, has been around for uh, over two decades, um, and it was primarily designed to to safeguard people's retirement from things like nursing, nursing home spend down making sure their their affairs were in order, um, protecting their their homes um, from possible recovery if someone had to be in a nursing home, things like that. Over the years, the, the, the industry has evolved and as has senior care, and we now have a, a team of financial advisors who take money under management. So what I would say once was more designed for um, – people who are coming into the latter part of their life has now evolved into something where we're, we have clients of all ages. Well, yeah, so somebody could be 40 years old. Any age. Somebody, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. so you never know. Now, someone that's looking to get a retirement started, we can help them with that. Someone who is going into retirement, we can help them with that. Um, our model is all about education of our clients to make sure they completely understand where they currently are where in, in relation to where they want to be and then what we can do to help facilitate. 
Awesome. Well, I know the senior centers have a, a monthly newsletter with so many wonderful services that are free, much like that as well. They'll get your taxes done. You can do the exercise classes. They have the free health fairs like Jill and I were at today and doing that. Yeah. Now, Jillie, can you share with us what um, Joe was just telling us about in April about that free workshop? Can you tell us what day and time is going to take place in the location? So it is going to be Thursday, April 7th. I believe it's, it starts at 1030 in the morning. Uh, and it's going to be about an hour, hour and a half uh, discussion on various topics that are affecting our older adults and those in the community that, uh, you know, need some guidance when it comes to protecting themselves against the scams. Uh, we're going to share some, some personal stories that we have investigated cases here at the sheriff's office and just give those in our, you know, in the audience um, some tips about how to protect themselves and prevent themselves from being taken advantage of. You know, when Joe was talking about, you know, that pre-planning and stuff, there's nothing you can do to protect yourself better than to have that that pre-planning created ahead of time. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, folks will come to us and they're already into a crisis situation and, and it's too late to maybe make decisions with a rational thought. And so if you can take that chaos and that crisis out of a situation and make those decisions while you're capable of making those decisions and put people in, in roles that, um, you know, the trusting people that you know and have around you in roles that can make those decisions for you when you are in a crisis situation and you can't make them for yourself, then everybody is going to be in a better situation uh, in the in the long run. So sure. yeah, it, just like Joe said, it's never too early to have those conversations. My husband and I just actually about a year or so ago went through and did that, and created a will, and um, you know put our finances and, and things in a in a trust account, and it's all handled. It's all taken care of, and we don't have to think about it. Nor will our loves loved ones have to think about it, where where they have to make those decisions for us, and and it, it, it's just so much easier that way. Sure. Well, thank you for that. Okay, Thursday, April 7th at 10.30, about an hour to an hour and a half. And what is the uh, location of that? Joe, have we decided where we're going to be? Are we going to be in the office? I think we're depending, and to be honest, Stephanie, on what our location is, is how many people are going to be in attendance. We may be at the office there in Davison to present this information. Okay. And if we get lots of viewers or lots of interest, um, we may have to expand and, and branch out to the, I believe the Catholic Church is going to be a potential off-site location if if we get enough uh, takers on the event. So we're, we're really looking forward to having those people come out. You, you are correct on that, Jillian. Right now it's scheduled to be at the office right in Davison. Again, that address is uh, 7384 Davison Road. Um, when you call to register for this, what we're doing is we're getting contact information. Um, if we outgrow our facility, which I, I hope we do because it's information everybody needs to have, um, if we do, we do have an alternative uh, site uh, secured. I don't know what the address is for that, so I don't want to speak That's too okay. early. But basically, if we do exceed capacity at the office, what we're going to do is reach out to everybody and just make sure that they're aware of the venue change. The date and time would remain the same. It would just be location might be a couple miles down the road. Okay. So just to reiterate, that is a free workshop at 1030 on Thursday, April 7th. And if they needed more information on where it might be, they can call 810-658-6722. Is that all correct? That is correct. They also need to call that number uh, to reserve a spot in it so we know how many people to prepare for okay. uh, for seating and, and possibly making that venue change. Um, you know, Jillian brought up a great point. Um, 
and it's a question I get often is why I left law enforcement at, at 23 years. Um, I was involved in a, in a very serious car crash. Mm-hmm. It was, it was duty related. Um, but it wasn't the, the, the standard dangers of the job in law enforcement. You might think, you know, it wasn't a guy with a gun or a gal with a gun or it was, it was someone made a turn in front of me and I was involved in the crash. Um, so sorry. looking back on that crash, it, it could have been a lot worse. I'm very, very grateful to still be here. But one of the things I learned, even with, even with having some knowledge of this, this industry is I was not a hundred percent prepared. Should have that gone completely south and I passed or even mm-hmm. was in a state of mind for several months where I couldn't make financial decisions for myself. There were some holes in my estate planning. And as a result, we kind of, you know, we, we've encompassed a lot of that information into this workshop and, but Jillian's a hundred percent correct. when she says, you, you, you just have to be prepared for the unex- the unknown or that unexpected event because it does. It creates such peace of mind for those who are left behind to settle your affairs mm-hmm. if things are already already taken care of. It's a and very, I, very great point. And I'd had some advice from um, Susan Orman. She had said that, you know, get a living will because if anything were to happen to you, like you said, in a car accident where you can't make those decisions, have somebody in place that can pay the bills for you and that you trust ahead of time yeah. before that happens. I was just going to say, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter. And so, you know, in the documents my husband and I put together with, you know, an attorney and a, a financial advisor, you know, we have a plan in there. If something were to happen to either one of us and we're not able to take care of our daughter, then we have it in, in there that, you know, my mom's going to take care of her. And so, you know, we have those decisions made. So, and if, if heaven forbid, our, you know, family is faced with a tragedy such as that, now they know exactly what we wanted and what you know, the decision is made and there's no stress involved. And, and, you know, if you can do anything for your family and is in a situation like that by taking away that stress and that, um, you know, those, those huge choices, you know, it's, it's a gift. Mm, you're so right because you know I just had something happen I was talking to Jay about it unexpected totally I just put my back out and it was just a simple thing but it was so painful it's been hurting since January 1st and I started looking around my house and I thought if anything happened to me there's no place to use a wheelchair and there's no my mm-hmm. kids have to come in and clean my house out this is a mess I'm a hoarder I got stuff everywhere I thought this I gotta start putting things in order and if something were to happen to me a stroke or a heart attack or a, a accident or the back things like that you don't think about but it's going to be so beneficial to your loved ones to have something in place first and so this workshop is going to be amazing to hear so thank you for sharing that information yeah we're we're, we're so excited to, 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 to partner with the sheriff's office um when we approached uh, the sheriff about the idea um because we were seeing the need from our clients and their family members getting calls about this to, to expand our workshops and do something um, educational in this arena, I reached out to the sheriff and he immediately put us in, in contact with Jillian. And it has just been a, uh, an exciting time getting this ready because we know it's going to provide information that people need to need to have. We know it's going to protect people. Um, it would be a great day if uh, Jillian and, and her team were not needed I don't think we're ever going to get to that point, but the more we can educate people, um, at least we can maybe curtail this, the direction of, of these, these scams. They are on a, on a high spike. They're, 
people are, it's becoming more prevalent everywhere, and we just want to slow it down, um, especially in our community. Well, this has been extremely helpful. I can't thank you guys enough. I do plan on putting this on my calendar for Thursday, April 7th at 10 a.m. It's going to be on Davison Road, 7384 Davison Road. I'm going to take my mom, who is 93, and I'll make sure I call you just so you'll know both are going to be there at the uh, 810-658-6722. I will call and make it a reservation for that. And I thank you both so very much. And we'll say goodbye to you now because I know you're so busy. But from each of you, I would just like one, the best tip of advice you can give from each one of you. Jillian, go ahead and go first. What's the best tip you can give to protect yourself? Just be vigilant. Just, you know, don't ever take anything at face value. I hate to say that, um, but we, we have to be our own advocates and be our own protectors and, and not you know, always investigate the information that somebody's giving you and, you know, verify whether it's true or not. And, and just be, be your own advocate and make sure that you're, you're, you know, you can trust what people are telling you in order to, to make those decisions, whether it's with your finances or, or your home or property or, loved or ones. you know, mm-hmm. loved ones mm-hmm. or, you know, who, who you're allowing into your home as a caregiver, you know, this, sure. Don't, don't take anything at face value and, and do your research and, and be your own advocate. Well, I think that's wise advice for sure. Okay, Joe, go ahead and give us yours. I'm going to go the other side of the fence with that. I'm going to go with plan, plan, plan. Mm-hmm. We, you know, you, you think of the holidays coming up, Christmas, how you plan your Christmas shopping, who gets what, you're getting ready to go on a vacation. You spend hours, days maybe weeks planning, you know, not consecutive hours planning, but you spend, you invest a lot of time planning to plan your estate, to plan those final affairs. Like we were talking about earlier in the podcast to get those things planned is very minimal time on your behalf. Um, and it is just such an important thing to do. And if we put just half the effort into that, as we did planning for so many other things, it would just, it would really, it would provide a lot of protections for folks. Well, like you said, planning a vacation is fun. Planning a little, you know, dinner party is fun. It's not fun thinking about the last days of your life, but you, that's the it, most important you is know, leaving your loved ones. It, it's not, but you wouldn't believe the peace of mind we see from our clients sure. when they, when, when we, when we do that up front, when it's, when it's done, you can see, um, like a burden lifted off their shoulders knowing that, Hey, what I wanted done with my estate is mm-hmm. what's going to happen the money I was going to leave to my kids. I know what it's going to go for now. I mean, there's just such powerful tools we can use to do that for people. And you see such a sigh or just, you hear it, you feel it. It really is difficult as it is. We admit our own mortality at that point when we start planning these affairs. But when you get that in order, you can take complete peace. It's the best gift. It's the best gift you can give your family and loved ones for sure to plan, plan, plan. You are 100% correct. 100% correct. Thank you to both of you. And Jillian, I hope to see you at the next couple senior center activities that we'll be going to together, I'm sure, to help the seniors and people out there. So I look forward to that. And I thank you guys for being on. And hopefully you'll listen as well to On the Road with MTA, Stephanie Kay and Jay. It's every week. Every week. Same time, same bad channel. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thanks for listening. And take care of each other and protect yourselves. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.